My name is Diana and this is the Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt and investing for the future. Today on the Family Finance Show, we have a guest, Queen Matosa Nkosi. Welcome to the show, Queen. So good to be on the show. So maybe we can start off with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. I'm 36 this year. I'm married. I'm in a same-sex relationship. My wife's name is Refilwe. We have no kids. By choice, will not be having kids. I'm originally from here in Joburg. I know people usually say there's no one from Joburg, but I am from Joburg through and through. And that's that. I work at Vodacom as a senior specialist. And I, I remember when I met you, Queen, I think it was just the weekend before you guys got married, you and Rafael. I think it was like around about that time. And if I remember correctly, it was eight years ago. So you, you guys have been married eight years. Is that right? Um, we've been together six years. No, we've been married six. It was 2016. Oh, okay. I I thought it was 2014. It's 2016 because I started at Vodacom the last week of June. And our first wedding, I say first because we had three, was on the 2nd of July. So literally a week before we got married. Yes, that's true. Six years later. Yeah, so I've known you as long as you've been married. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Pretty much. So how did you and Rafilwe manage your finances before you got married? And did that change a lot after you got married? How do you think of your finances now compared to before when you were single or when you were dating? We had a conversation. Of course, when we were dating, we were not living together. So we dated for like a year, just dating. Then um, on our one year anniversary, we moved in together, found an apartment and it was just like just sitting and talking about finances. We're very open with each other. It's like you and I'm going to use figures. You earn 10,000 I and 15,000, let's say, right? And we're like, what um, do we have to pay together as a couple? Whether it be at that time we were renting, it will be your rent, your electricity, your groceries, all those things. And we'd find a way where it would split it evenly because we can't say we're going 50-50, whereas we're not even getting the same amount. And also it wasn't just the same amount. Also, like, what do you have? Probably really had like medical aid, life cover and all those things. So we tried to distribute the money from then when we were dating. Um, And then we moved in together on our second dating anniversary. It was our third wedding. So after that, we got married. After we got married, we've always been open about money. I, I guess that's that's one of the good things about it, that we've always spoken about money, where you're sitting, do you have it, do you not have it, do you have debt? Because also as important, just in general, about just even getting married, because people have this thing that we get married, then we find out about our finances, then if we're married in community of property as well, it will mean your debt is my debt. So we had to find those things beforehand and just make sure that we are on the right path. And no, we did not marry in community of property. <laughs> so you People had anti-nuptial, yeah. 
yeah we did we did also it wasn't about because people also feel like you have an empty um um anti-nuptial because maybe you have more assets or you're protecting something for us it was pure simple we like we're gonna get married now firstly i don't want your debts to be my debt secondly if you don't have debts we are all good we married say 10 years you get a gambling problem now you're going out you're gambling we don't have money i can't even get a loan to save us because if you're in debt it means we're in debt so we just looked at it just from that perspective and also just it felt very limiting for us because we knew we're not even going to have children where imagine every time you wanted to buy something you have to get the other person's signature how insane that is so it works well so it was working well at the moment so it sounds like you guys were very practical when you got into the marriage you you were very open about finances which is great you decided to do your anti-nuptial and and that's worked well so far because i mean six years into a marriage you're not new in into your marriage anymore and it's still it's still going well it is so we, we made very like i guess rufila and i are more the same we're very practical we people who research things. So even before we got married, we'd just like research about just getting married. What do you need realistically? How much does it cost to get married? Because one of our thing was that, um, I'm going to tell you a story. When we were going to get married, we got engaged on our first anniversary. And then we decided, um, well, next year this time, we'll get married. Then we met with our families individually like no together but we'd go to Rufilo's family and Rufilo went with me to my family and we told them that we got engaged we want to get married and our date was October and then we had a date where both our families met because our parents have never met we are dating but they've never had a reason to meet so we met with them and when we told them that we want to get married in September they were just like nope hold on you can't just move from we're dating, we're engaged, and now we're going to get married at this time because we are black people. There's rituals that needs to be done. And so that's how we ended up with three weddings because at my family, they had to do a ritual and Rafila's family had to do a ritual. And because we didn't budget for that, it was just like... Um, it was just like a shock but we promised each other we said we're not gonna get married in debt because we'll have a wedding then people will leave then we left with each other with nothing to eat i love that i love that so much i love that queen i mean i think it's it's such good advice for people out there because i think people spend so much on their weddings and honeymoons in my travel business i see what people spend on honeymoons and and if you can afford it, great, but don't put yourself into debt. And on the topic of debt, um, so have you guys managed to remain debt-free or have you taken on debt? Maybe you've, I think you bought a property, if I remember correctly. Did you do that jointly? And how does the debt work for that? We research. When I say we research, we research. So we bought a house together, if I'm not mistaken, I think in 2017 or 2018 not sure but we research we're like okay we tired of renting now will make more sense if we buy a house together what does that entail what does it mean what are the costs what does it mean if i can't pay my um home in 
20 years or like you know like we just did as much research as we could so that's our biggest debt that we have at the moment but we have it all worked out pay this much the other person would pay levies the other person would pay this because also because we had asked so much by the time we got our property you know those things that people say they pop up after you buy a house because no one tells you when you buy a house that there'll be things like um levies no one tells you that there'll be transfer costs and they don't come cheap <laughs> they're like almost fifty thousand at times or forty thousand you have to pay the lawyers and stuff like that people don't say it it seems like you're just gonna buy a house and because you can afford a house worth a million, all you have to do is pay 10000 and that's that. And you're like, there's municipality bill, there's the estate levy and stuff like that. But like I said, before we did it, we met with a lawyer, asked all the questions. So I'm a believer of if you want to do something, it's better when you know, ask. Ask even if it's not like an expert, ask people who have been through that journey. Someone, you have a cousin, you have an aunt who bought a house, you have a colleague who's just bought a house. Just ask about like when you bought your house in the township, what did you have to buy? What, it's such things. And and I feel like it'll help us a lot because sometimes I feel like we do things. Yes, we want to, but we don't have the research. And then we assume. Exactly, exactly. It's so good to be well prepared. Um, and what about credit card debt? Have you, do you guys have credit card debt or nothing like that? I have. <laughs> I have a credit card that is like, well, I use it when I have to, when I really, really have to, if I'm in a jam and I'm just like, oh, it's going to take time to, um, save up for for the money to do whatever so I'd rather i use the credit card and i i paid back i'm petrified of debt because i'm just like there's nothing like needing money and you can't get it because you have a bad credit so i think both refila and i and refila is in the finance segment also she's just like i can't be in debt because i'll never get a work anywhere else I won't move in this department that I'm in because in finance, most of the time they check credit debt. So it's just like a no-no. So I guess also that has taught me about spending money wisely. But in general, man, I come from a household where my mother in primary already, she'd tell us how much she was earning. And she'd tell us, um, she'd say, I'm earning a thousand rand. And you know that we have to pay this much for this, this much for this, this much for this, this we're going to eat. This is money. If you want a new bicycle or shoes, whatever, this is what we have. You see, you want shoes for a thousand rands. We have 200 left over. Oh, that's very interesting. That's such, it's such great lessons from your mum to, to understand the value of money. Yeah. It is. It really is. From a young age, we never felt like we had to ask for things that we knew she can't afford because we knew exactly how much we had. Yeah, it's great. People people are, are like kind of hesitant about talking to their friends about how much they earn and how much money, how much things cost. But I think it's really great because then kids get a realistic idea of money that it's, you know, you have to earn it and it's a limited resources, a limited resource. So yeah, that's, um, 
That's really interesting. And about what about saving? Did you learn anything about saving from your mum, or how do you and Rafilwe save together, separately, for holidays or other things? I'm a saver. I'm a saver in general. I'm always about, especially when you get a new job. I say, if you get a new job or you get a promotion or you get extra money, put a little bit of that money away. Whether it's 500, whether it's 200, whether it's 100. Because sometimes we feel like things are so expensive at the moment. No one has money to save, realistically. But if you put away 50 rands from whatever you're earning or 100 rand, by December, it'll be 1.2, which is something, right? A hundred grand, is, it feels like it's not a lot, right? So you can put it away or 50, whatever it is. At the end, small money saved is better than no money saved. So it's always my thing. It's just like save as little as you can. And because Ravila and I love to travel, um, we're always saving for like the short term. We're always saving for uh, something, yeah. For the next vacation. So you're the couple <laughs> that travels, not the couple with kids. I've seen a divergence yep. as I've had yeah. kids. It's like there's couples <laughs> who don't have kids and travel and couples who have kids and stay at home for holidays. So, yeah, I know you guys love to travel. Um, and what about, but what about long-term savings like pension, for example? Do you both contribute to pensions? Yeah, we do have at work, they have pension at her work. Those, I don't know what they call it, like those... Like uh, your sand lamps, fixed whatnot, retirement whatnot, we have those. Yeah, we have those. But in terms of saving in your account or a separate account, usually 90% of the time is like we're saving for something. Like, oh, let's put money because in December we'll go wherever. Because we try and travel at least once every three months. Oh, nice. What a nice life. No kids. I'm joking. <laughs> which is a which is a great choice for for a family. I really I'm really happy you came on the show because it's called the Family Finance Show, and I really wanted to to interview different kinds of families. You know, families with kids, families with no kids, same sex couples, um, heterosexual couples, and so it's really great to see that we all have the same things that we think about and worry about with with regards to money it's it's really all the same we do we do we really really do and what about investing or anything like that so when you save your money you're saving for a shorter term yeah. goal so you're probably yeah. not investing but do you ever have you ever invested in shares or the stock market anything like that for um to in order to be able to get a good a better return on investment than just your interest Honestly, I haven't. The only thing that we keep hearing about are these like um, crypto or whatnot. And I've seen it on these Instagram pages where I'm just like, in my head, this is how it works with the crypto. I might be wrong, right? I know nothing about it. But from what I've seen, people will be like, if you put in a thousand rand in the next two weeks, you get it double. And in my head, being me, I'm just like, if you could put in a thousand rand and get it as two thousand rand, why are you not getting your whole family to be on it? Why are you coming to me to try and invest? Because it's such a great deal. I'm sure your family, your whole family. That, that's my thing. I always like, if it's so great, why is not your whole family on that? 
And why aren't you keeping it a secret? I know. I agree with you, Queen. I think your skepticism has saved you there because I think there's so much um, misinformation, especially around cryptocurrencies. Yeah. There's really a lot. Yeah. And, and some people feel the same around the stock market. But um, uh, I think especially cryptocurrencies, there's there are a lot of scams out there as well. You don't know what you're investing in. So it sounds like you guys have your finances in very good order you've got your your housing debt which is secure debt you've you save you do you have an emergency fund so do you have a, a savings pot in case you need to i don't know replace the brakes on your car that's the travel one <laughs> it's a all in one you're just like oh we're gonna go on our next vacation sometimes like oh we can't go on a vacation we need new tires <laughs> so you take it from your vacation fund <laughs> But also, it, it's very good because we, we, we reward ourselves. Like, at home, like, we'll have a budget a week. Like, we'll, we'll buy groceries monthly, and then we'll say, like, 500 a week for, like, fresh fruit or whatever, like, bread, you know, like, little things in the week after you've bought the whole grocery. And then it'll be like, if we don't use the whole 500 for this week, for whatever reason, then we get to use, like, Maybe just bread. We just bought bread twice in this week. That money, we can use it to go out or do something else that we want to do. So we try and also reward ourselves with the money that you're saving. so that Because also you don't want to work and feel like you're not having to enjoy the money. As much as you, do, it's not enough. Yeah, you want to do things and spoil yourself. So we're the people that we don't, we hardly eat take out hardly hardly but we'll go out for like a breakfast or a lunch but also it's coming from oh this week you saved up so much that you get to reward yourself because going out these days has become such an extreme sport it's just <laughs> yes, ridiculous yes. you go out for adults you have like two four burgers chips and a cold drink and it's like a thousand rand yeah i know it's uh it's really not easy but i really like how you've done it so you reward yourself so you if you've saved on groceries or petrol whatever it is that month you can actually reward yourself by doing something that you love which is going out um and just living within your means i think it's such an important lesson for people to live within their means to not think of oh i'll only be happy when i can have that car or i'll only be happy when i can have I don't know, a new pair of shoes, whatever it is that you like, rather enjoy life with what you've got instead of getting into debt. Because you'll be so miserable. Can you imagine? And I always think, you know, when I feel like that, there's times when you feel like that, you're just like, um, I'm 36 now. Maybe I should have, I shouldn't be staying in a townhouse. Maybe I should have like a, a bigger house somewhere. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be driving this car. I should be driving, I don't know, whatever. Because your peers, your friends, or your workmates. And then I always remember, I'm just like something that brings me grounded. I always think there were times when I prayed for this. There were times when I was like, oh, I can't wait to buy my own house. Now I have it. I must really enjoy it. And I was like, there's people who are in a far worse state than I am. There's someone right now who's married or divorced. You had to go back home. Now you have three children. Like things have changed. Like there's someone in a worse state. And I'm just like, we just forget to be grateful 
and be okay. Of course I want more. Of course we all want more and we should want more. But just remembering also from time to time to be like, okay, I don't have DSTV. I can't afford it anymore. Ooh, I can't go out as much as I used to. We're not traveling as much as we used to, but we have a roof over our head. I love that. We still have money to buy groceries, you know, like small things. We have to be grateful because I think that we're in a space where we forget. We see what other people are doing, especially on Instagram. I'm like, no one lives that life on Instagram. Instagram, people are always happy every single day. They're out every day. Yeah, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. It's... <laughs> I'm like, she's probably sitting on her couch and tweeting these pictures from two years ago. Relax. No one is having it that great. <laughs> exactly. I think it's Instagram has taken keeping up with the Joneses to the next level because, um, yeah, you get the idea that people are on holiday constantly. They yeah. never work. They're yeah. always eating out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as you say, it's probably from two years ago. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not like that. We're all, we're all feeling it. Every single person, we're all feeling it, especially since it started with COVID. You know, I feel like... Every person was affected by COVID in some way. It's either pre-COVID, example, I'm living here with Rifule in Medran. It's either something that happened is like my mother's in the East Rand. She probably had to come live with us maybe because, you know, people couldn't go anywhere and she's older, needed someone to look after her. Or one of us, a spouse, lost their job or is earning even half of what they used to earn. Now you're living, you have to downgrade. Some people also had to move home. You know, like so many people were affected in some way. The other thing is uh, that I think is very important with personal finances to have a will. Because if you've got someone, especially somebody who depends on you financially, it's very important that if you die unexpectedly, or, I mean, even if it's expected, maybe you're suffering from a long illness. In any case, it's really good to have a will in place. Do you and Rafilwe both have wills? From day one. Oh, cool. Well done, our guys. People, our people, like most black people, I know I'm generalizing, but I'm serious. You know what happens with most black people? What we do? We'll say you'll meet Tabo. You're dating with Tabo, right? You move in together. And they pay, maybe you're going to get married. They pay Lobola for you. You don't register that marriage at the home affairs because you have to register it. And you're waiting for your white wedding, we say, like the matrimonial. So we'll say while we're waiting, now we're living together, probably have a child. We'll do those things once we're married, which is a problem that a lot of us do. We don't do it because we're like, we're going to be married in a year or in a couple of months. And you forget that anything can happen before that time, right? So we we don't have wills. Then someone passes. Then it's a problem. It's just like my mother-in-law is saying, technically, you didn't get married because you never went to home office to sign. And the person's death certificate is coming as single because... Yes, they paid Lobola for you, but you never registered it. So you're as good as single. So I feel like with us black people, we never think about wills. And also we want it to be big things. You're like, Ugh, I can't live a wheel because I don't have a house and I don't have a car. But you have 
a collection of sneakers you have jewelry you have you have things pension fund that- i think what's really important also if you work in a in a corporation like you and Rafael we both do pension yeah. fund needs to know who to pay yeah. out for and it yeah. it can get difficult amongst family members uh, when it comes it to can. these kind of situations so i love that you are preaching for everyone to have a will because it's one of no, the simplest have. and most Im- the best, best thing to do. I mean, I guess you guys didn't go to expensive lawyers, right? I didn't. I just signed no, a... No, we did it at the bank. Yeah, exactly. You can do... You could, It yeah. costs you nothing to, to do a yeah, will. Yeah, it costs you nothing. And it's very You quick. can also do it at the police station and get it certified and give a copy to two separate people who are not in the will. Mm, that's good to know. I didn't know in that. In general, like if people wanted to know, you can do an affidavit and be like, I'm going to give Diana my whatever's and my whatever. I'm going to give my brother, my mother, my whatever. Then you give it to two separate people. But the, the two separate people should not be in the world. So it shouldn't be in their interest. So you keep it with them and you tell them, should I die? You come up with this. That's an even like simpler way for people to do it. If they don't have a bank account or they don't want to involve the bank, like just go to the police station and and sign an affidavit or certify your will. So yeah, that's, I think that's if one, if people can learn one thing from this show, well, I mean, they're going to learn a lot actually, Queen. I think you, you and Rafael are like the model couple when it comes to having your finances in order. But yeah, everyone just get a will. It's so important. It is so important. It is so important. Every person should have a will. Even just because, just think about it. Like you are Jabu, you are fresh from school, probably you're not even working yet, but you have your. Nintendo, PlayStation, your iPhone 8, your designer jacket, and whatever. Imagine if they took all those things and give it to your least favorite cousin, who you know is not even going to look after them. (laughs) Right? You don't want that that to happen. My cell phone can go to whoever because it's your most precious things. I'm sure there are people in your family where you're like, ooh, this one, even if I give an iPhone or whatever, they wouldn't care, they'd lose it tomorrow right yeah and so you don't want that, that to happen way. exactly <laughs> but it will happen if you don't have a will exactly um so queen before we end is there anything else you'd like to say is there anything at all any piece of advice you'd like to give other couples same sex or otherwise or anything else that you can think of that might help listeners with their personal finances I googled a few things about personal um, finances, mistakes that people do, right? So the first one that I found is that people fall into scams of buying cars online, right? (laughs) No, like I was checking and people are like, at some point, they've fallen victim to buying a car online. So uh, scammers would be like, oh, this is... Matosa's automobile, whatnot, right? Online, and they'll show this car, picture of the car. They'll be like, Renault 2012 model, blah, 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 has these meters. Um, all you have to do is pay this deposit for like 10,000. The car is probably 70,000. If you pay 10,000, then we bring it to you, and blah, blah, blah. Scam. 
I was shocked to see at the number of people who have been scammed on buying a car that you've never seen. So they just paid over the money online and then they never saw the asset. Oh, shame. No. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, like something that you really shouldn't do for cars or anything like yeah you know. but i guess also people not knowing any better it's always cheaper the car or whatever is always cheaper it'll be like maybe um i forgot those websites they'll be like no just pay ten thousand, then we'll deliver it from you whatever i'm like do not buy a car that you've never seen with your own two eyes right if a deal is too good to be true if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, which is the same as what you were saying about the crypto stuff. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. It probably is. Second thing was um, this I got from Rufile, which was very interesting. She says, as a person to save money in general, not to like save money and putting money away, but to save money in life by quality. Because quality will last you a very long time than something that's cheaper, but you have to buy it every often. So she's like, if you're buying things for your house or whatever, you want these curtains, you can get curtains at whatever, China Mall, but maybe you can buy these woodies or at home or wherever that you know is quality. You'll probably, for the ones at Woolies, you'll pay a thousand rand. And a China mall, you pay 650. 350 is a lot of money. But these ones, the China mall, you're going to wash them and have them for like a year. And the next year, you need to replace them. So you really didn't save because the ones that you paid for a thousand will last longer. So I thought that was interesting because every time we buy, she says, don't buy the cheaper thing because then you have to buy another one soon. Are you saving? Yeah, no, no, no. exactly. I love that. I love Whether that. it's clothes, whether whatever it is, whether it's clothes, stuff for your house, for your babies, whatever, just buy quality to keep you going for long hours. Like, oh, that's great. Every person who's working, no matter how much you earn, you could be earning five hundred a month or a week. You have to take small money from that money for yourself. Yeah. Whether whatever it is that you like, whether you're buying a bottle of wine, that's what you like, whether you're doing your nails, whether it's to buy magazines, whether it's to buy yourself a takeout, every person who works need to take it doesn't matter the value of the money. It can be a ten rand, could be but you need every month when you get paid, there need to be money that's yours to do what you want. I think if everyone did that, because I feel also with parents but not just parents with mothers right they tend to do the opposite every month they'll do something for their spouse or for their children but they'll feel guilty about doing something nice for themselves like oh why am i buying a new bra as a mom but my kids need socks and whatever your kids are always gonna need socks and a jersey and whatever every month you because you're the one waking up you're the one going to work. So every time you're putting other people first, so you also need to put yourself first and do something that you like. That's that's number one. That should go up there. I love it, Queen. And I, I agree with you. I think so many parents don't do that. I think we always put our kids first. And you're teaching them the wrong lesson. You're teaching yeah. them that they are... Yeah 
um, more important, they come, they come first, and that you need Before to you. you need to tell them actually that you don't always yeah. come first. You sometimes come yeah. first in my life, but not all the time. Yeah. So this time I'm going to yeah. choose the ice cream that I like the most. So yeah, yeah very cool, um, very great. You don't advice. even need to share it with them. Just buy like one ice cream, yeah, and exactly. be like, <laughs> Do you want to cause war in my house? <laughs> If I sat there eating an ice cream, <laughs> but the 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 principle that you're talking about is 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 100 valid. You need to prioritize yourself, do something nice for yourself, and it's not it's not about how much you're spending on yourself. Mm. It's what do you yeah. really it's enjoy? It's not how much it is. It's about you. And also, I feel like it also teaches you. It also teaches your children to know that um, you put yourself first in general because. When you, I feel like when you're a mom, people are always like, you are whoever's mom, you are whoever's husband, you're, not husband, you are whoever's wife, you are whoever's daughter, whatever. Like, I feel like you, so many people don't see you as a you, as a Diana. No. no. Oh, Diana who looks mom, Diana whatever's wife, and like, but there's still me. So from time to time, be selfish and do the things that you actually want to do. Yeah, that's so important, and and it's a it's important both in terms of money and time. So taking time for yeah. yourself as well as money, and uh, yeah, uh, well, that's great, Queenie. Anything else that you wanted to add before we say goodbye? No, I'm good, man. I'm I'm really good. I'm just wishing that those people who are applying for jobs. I know there's a lot of people who are applying for jobs. And I wish that you get work or something that you're looking for. Also, another tip for graduates, right? If you are probably maybe, especially kids in the townships, in the hoods, I would say if you've studied accounting, oh yeah, accounting, you're not finding work, you're not finding internship, maybe try stuff like going to your local um business the tuck shop there that's down the road from your house go there and um maybe ask to do their bookkeeping for experience not even for money that way you're getting your experience and you're helping people in your community because we're so quick to be saying we like we want internships and if these big companies don't advertise these internships or they have a limited amount of numbers like i have to wait till next year but you working at whoever's tuck shop as a bookkeeper you, that is intern work and it's helping the people in your community while you also help yourself you like also let's not overlook those things and feel like if we need to get work or whatever and we're in the townships we need to go to town Agreed. Agreed. Use use what you've got around you and and yeah. try and build the experience. Yeah. Ask your friends and ask your mom's friends. Ask ask people. Ask people need to ask. If you're looking for a job, you need to tell people you're looking for a job. And when people say you're looking for a job, what kind of a job? Don't say any job. Say the kind of job that you want. <laughs> because I've seen that we do that. We're like any job. Because then you get to a point where you say any job. Don't say any job. Say this kind of job. But I'm open to other stuff that comes through. And also have your CV ready. Because people then say, oh, you're looking for a job. Send me your CV. TV and we never hear from you ever again and people yeah exactly and people need to also be better at negotiating because often i find people say you say what salary are you looking for and people say 
I'll take anything or whatever, you know, have an idea. Like, do, well, do market research. Yeah. You should have an idea. You shouldn't put something like way out because then the person's going to be like, well, that doesn't fit. But as long as you've got a realistic expectation, ask for what you want, maybe plus 5% yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Well, let's start high because they're going to negotiate you down. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a lovely note on which to end. Thank you so much for your time today, Queen, and wishing you and Rafiwe all the best. Thank you. Thank you. This was really nice. I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being. 